Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You can find the time to explore the mind of a stripper. And you can find the time to spend with your actual family. Prime time with Isaac and Sue. Damn, what they on? All steroids and no carbs? Them's a thick-ass kids. This is Prime Time. Not like you. We're growing up. Your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Here are Isaac Ropp and Jason Sakanik with Primetime on 1080 The Fan. Hey, what it do? Ahoy! What's up? Good Thursday. Trying You're to running pay- a little hot. Well, I'm trying to pace myself. Is he running a little hot over there? I, and I, well, we did get the he, email. He was a little bit hot, a little overmodulated. That has yeah. already been corrected just okay. six seconds in. Yeah, That's, we were told uh, to monitor levels. Did yeah. you not see the email? Uh, I did. I'm watching you boys like a hawk. I have no control over that. No, I told Jeff. I was, Jeff's here. Our boss. Yeah. Still alive. First time I've seen him all year. And I was just talking to him. And I said, I have no control over anything. I just show up and do my show. Exactly. There's a little button there that says That's on. Right. And uh, much like the Dan Landing interview, when something goes wrong, That's I right. look at Ryan Buckley. He's the one in there with buttons and knobs and dials. I, I don't. The problems are not our fault. No. The greatness is because of us. Yes, well, that's like, true. We're that like the true. quarterback, right? You know, let's see. Yeah, it's like not our fault. Yeah, when things... surround us with good players. Exactly. Like if, if if it goes south, it's the old lines problem. I don't have any weapons to deal with. But when we win, you better believe who's going to Disneyland right here. We're like Matt Stafford right now. <laughs> there you see, go. See, I kind of feel like a crappy quarterback, unable to get it to my like elite uh, talent surrounding me, to the skill position I players. Think it'd you be know, more of a Josh so who would you be? Or am I like a poor coordinator? What is it? I was it? thinking more like a Josh McDaniel sort of situation. <laughs> oh, over there. Okay. I feel like okay. you're Matt Patricia. <laughs> oh. That's not very nice. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Rocket scientist Matt Patricia? Isn't he? He, I believe he is a rocket scientist. Yeah, what? He yeah he's a rocket scientist. What does scientist. that even mean? He, like he has a degree in advanced uh, astrophysics or something like that? Yeah, and he worked on... He worked on, like, rocket propulsion. He's a I rocket scientist. The science of rockets. Come yes. On. I don't believe that. Which, by the way, that's one of the cooler things that you can say that you do. I had a, a guy that I knew, a buddy of mine, and his brother was a rocket scientist, and he worked at NASA. And I was like, I wonder if that works, like, at bars. Like, you know, some gal's icing you out, and you get to drop the, oh, don't mind me, just a rocket scientist. I would assume that's a pretty cool flex. Because that's like the universal, oh, you're a rocket scientist? Yeah, actually. I think that'd be cool. Actually, I am. Yeah. In the pantheon of things you can, you know, like jobs you can pick up chicks with. Yeah, right? It's got to be up there. I don't know what it's it, not at the top. Well, no. That's like what, doctor, right? Oh, I don't know about that. I, I think the top is probably rock star. Well, that's not. What's the coolest thing to be able to say at athlete. a party that isn't associated with celebrity? Well, like, you're not, always... like, I'm not an athlete. I'm okay, not so a no musician. celebrity involved? Yeah, because I was going to say the rock star or being a billionaire, like, that doesn't count because that's. But let's say you're rubbing, rubbing elbows at, at some random event. What's the coolest I... profession you could run into? I think, well, coolest for, for a guy or, or a girl? Are you trying to impress dudes and, like, you want the guy to think you're awesome? Are you talking about, you know... Or I guess just most impressive, like, if you find out you're meeting a rocket scientist, like, whoa, that's that's pretty incredible. I kind of think astronaut. Okay. Like, you, if I found out you yeah, piloted cool. the space shuttle, like, what? 
Like, what am I? What am I? Huh. I play fart sounders for a living, and I talk about you know <laughs> throwing a ball. In Actually, you your can't legs. even do that. I can't even. They do don't that. even give you that capability anymore. Meanwhile, this dude's up there navigating <laughs> stars. I mean. There's, there's, but what if, what if I said I'm a lifeguard? Does that give me a, no, that's, no, no. Well, it might, it might be okay with the ladies. Cause you're probably like in really good shape. The other one that I think would work for men and women. Like, I think you're equally attracting dudes want to be you and women. I think it's a panty dropper, like a Navy seal. Hmm. Probably like your buddy. That's a fighter pilot. I mean, yeah. Come on. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, he's married though. I know. Don't get any ideas. No. Right. But if he were no. single. Yeah, probably no, still have a pretty easy. Time. That's probably it, right there. Right, you're telling fighter me you pilot. walk in there, fighter with, pilot. You walk in there with your Tom Cruise jacket yeah. and some wings. You're telling me that doesn't drop some knickers? Come on, right? It's like, it's it's dangerous. Yes. So you have balls. Yep. But you also have discipline, and you're smart. You're, you're smart. Yeah. You're you're cool under pressure. Like you have it all. I mean, it's it's you pretty, have it all. It's pretty solid. That's probably up there yeah. near the top. Yeah, I mean, what about like just the old-fashioned like firefighter? I feel like firefighter always works. Yeah. For, you know, women love that. Probably. I don't know that you could divulge it, but the text line saying CIA, what if you were like a spy or an operative? You probably oh, couldn't tell people anything that. Anything you but... couldn't say much about? Yeah. It's like, well, I work, for the, I work for the government, but I can't tell the you. The only what. problem with that is I feel like that you're going to assume is a line. Like if I tell uh, you like, you know. That's like one of those cheesy I could tell you, but I'd have to kill you. I don't think you can really use that. Whereas if you're a fighter pilot or a Navy SEAL, yeah, oh, true. you're using that. That's, oh, excuse do, me. I do just Navy happen. SEALs, I don't think they really offer that up, though. Really? I think they're pretty, when they it, keep that under wraps. I bet you when it comes to getting, uh, you know, it comes to getting some side pieces, I'm guessing you throw, you play the hand that you're dealt. And that's well, a strong hand. Well, it is, but I think something tells me that they don't really advertise that. But I may, maybe I'm I wrong. don't know any does, any. does anyone know a Navy SEAL? And if so, do they use it and do they clean up at bars with it? Because I, because <laughs> like one of the big training centers in, is in San Diego. I got to believe that the San Diego bar scene is pretty good if you're a Navy SEAL. But I don't know. Oh. Does lawyer do anything? Or does that, do, does she instantly put up, uh, yeah, she's like, yeah. Oh. Someone on the text line said brain surgeon. Dirt bag. I mean, yeah. what if you're a really oh. advanced doctor of some sort? Surgeon's a good one. Surgeon's yeah. a good one. Yeah. And plus then you're going to smell like, you probably smell like mahogany and you've got like a nice watch and <laughs> you ever smell like a rich doctor? They always have a, they, there's a presence about them. Our team doctor in college. Well, they have to be pretty polished. Yeah, they're very polished. Our Because you can't just sit down like in yeah. a cutoff. You know, like who farted t-shirt, t-shirt and be like, I'm, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm going to go ahead and cut your spleen out tomorrow. Yeah, it doesn't work. You got to present yourself like you know what you're doing. Yeah, our team surgeon uh, that did, you know, our orthopedic guy at BYU, I was always very jealous of him. He was a silver fox, but he had that really, he just had that regal look about him and he always smelled really, he smelled rich. I don't know what rich guy smells like, but it's that. I don't know how to describe it other than you smell rich. And he just was always dialed in, always like like all, everything was tailored. Like his car was immaculate. Well, that's like Ron Sloy. Yes, same sort of thing. You want to talk about a guy who's dialed? There you go, that guy. <laughs> you meet Ron. Dude, you meet Ron Sloy, and you immediately know that he's rich, classy, and probably better than you. Oh, not even close. You know. Like, dude, that guy's on point every time you see him. Every it doesn't matter time. where. Yeah, it's really a. It's almost like put it on his tombstone. What was it? R- R- rich, sly, and probably better than you. Rich, and probably better than you. That that was a very nice. What did you say? Yeah, you said he's not listening. Oh, yeah. What did you say about Sloy? Rich, Welcome to the show. 
What did you just say? Oh, I thought you were talking to Buckley. He's talking to you. Oh, no, what did you say? Soy was rich. I thought you two were. He's. <laughs> I said he's rich. He's put together and he's better than you. Rich, put together, and better than you. Yeah. That, he said probably better than you, but I think definitely better than, better than you. And by the way, this guy is on the text program saying that his girlfriend's last two exes are a Navy SEAL and a fighter pilot. If that's true, oh, come on. then, you know, if you're not just BSing, if that's true, you have zero chance. Because I guarantee when she shuts her eyes, she's thinking of one of those two and not you. Or you better bring something different to the table. Like, you better play a mean guitar or something. Well, I don't what know. What are you going to do? What are you going to do to compete with when well, you're, wait. you're up against a SEAL and a pilot? Keyword there, exes. Maybe she just wants an accountant now. Maybe she you wants know? a teddy bear. Boy, yeah, I, just I a nice, calm, stable man yeah. who doesn't try to. But in the back of her mind, you know what's up. Again, what are you doing? You're going to you're going to to work to crunch some numbers. Meanwhile, that <laughs> dude's doing Mach three. Yeah, you can't. You can't compete with that. See the texture that says they used to date someone in Ron Sloy's family, and he is absolutely better oh, than dude, you. Sloy is the man. <laughs> yes, I've run into Sloy in Vegas multiple times, and let me tell you something. It's mm. a it's a scene. It's, it's a dude, thing. the guy's great. <laughs> He's just great. He leaves. A, he makes he everyone leaves. feel great. He's so nice. <laughs> Seriously, like he is otherworldly. Like it's almost like it almost seems like a bit until you realize it's not like this is him all the time. He's yeah. unbelievable. Which is why again, he's better than you and yeah. me and everyone else. And then, and then to have that mustache yeah. and then to have that hair and, the tan. and then to have that tan <laughs> and then to dress like that and then to have a wife so sweet. Oh my God. Yeah. Sloy, it's, it's, give it's, us something. I know. You would you would like to there's hope gotta that, be something. that there's some, like he's got some sort of major issue that we don't know about, some sort of crippling insecurity, but chances are no. He's just one of those <sighs> guys that won life. Yeah. But there's just some things that, like, if you found out your gal had been, like, of all, like, the, the exes, because everyone... You know, unless you're you're marrying like your the girl that you knew since you were thirteen, everyone has a past, everyone has an ex. But you're telling me that if you found out like like, like your ex had had been with Tommy Lee or your ex had been with Derek Jeter or someone like like Dale Davis, you're like what? Hmm. Like what is happening right now? That would make me feel good. <laughs> what? Because she's with me now. It's like wow, yeah, me and Derek Jeter. She's you would, good taste. Yeah, something tells me that you wouldn't know? quite be the. Well, she's with me, yeah, and she used to date Derek Jeter. I'm putting two and two together here that I'm better than Derek Jeter. Jim Jeffries has the comedian has a great bit that uh, the mother is kid. I don't think they got married. I think they broke up now. But yeah, he, uh, he does a whole bit about how when he, he got with his gal, um, he got a they, they got pregnant like within two or three weeks of being together, and he says that wasn't aware of the time, but he she was a she was a model or an ex model, and so he started as they they had the kid and he started to learn about her he found out like who who she had dated and it was like a who's who of celebrity and athletes and he said with each one he got more and more insecure mm. she dated like three members of the miami heat and, and so mm. he just he does this whole bit about how he just he shrinks a little bit more every time he finds out <laughs> who the mother of his child was was with he's like what am i supposed to do with that like you've been with alonzo morning like where where am i supposed to go from there we have P1 Lawrence is in about a, a, the Navy SEAL thing. Yeah. And he said, knew a few SEALs when I volunteered at the Navy hospital in Balboa. Yeah. Uh, Rob's right. They don't throw it out and they don't tell war stories. If a guy says he is a SEAL and won't shut up about it, he's lying. Mm. Oh, and if they get caught lying about being a SEAL by a SEAL, guaranteed ass whooping. Yeah. I can so, see that. So you just kind of play that one close I to I think the, the SEAL is a guy that you would never know. Yeah. Like, he'll be in your life and you're like, oh my God. You know, and you would find out way later, like, oh, my God, yeah. that guy. 
that's disappointing the then I, I i wanted to believe that they were out there slaying it but apparently well i'm sure they are but it's quiet it's, it's a quiet slay yeah i'm sure like can you imagine being a navy like how confident you would be just just your pheromones alone yeah. would attract the, they don't even need to know you're a navy seal yeah. they can they can smell it that's the, the musk <laughs> yeah it's like oh my god you are a stud i don't know why but you and then three it, months later yeah. you find out they're a navy seal and it's like oh it all makes sense now it's a good point you know what i mean yeah they don't have to put it on uh don't have to advertise it. Don't have to put it on blast. All right. Well, we got a short show. Do you guys like short shows? No, no, I don't. Somebody said uh, at the start of the year, they said, well, will Isaac and Souk ever work a full week? And so far, we have not. No. And because we were preempted for Ducks basketball tonight. Yeah. And we are not here Monday for MLK Day. So we're we're getting into February without... <laughs> Getting close to February without a full week's I show. Know. I've got one. I got a, a one of my very best friends, and he loves to point it out to me. And he did it again today. He yeah. he loves to send me the the abbreviated uh, workday text. So yeah. well, uh, so, uh, there's nothing we can do. I don't know. What again, to tell you. we just show up. We're not in charge of anything. Right there's right. contracts. I take it up with Dan Altman. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll squeeze a lot into two and a half hours. The Ducks are playing somebody tonight at five thirty. Arizona State Sun Devils. Yeah, and then uh, Jason Quick. Now we normally uh, have Jason Quick on every Thursday at five fifteen, but we really don't. I shouldn't say that because yeah. he's never on at five fifteen on Thursday. No, it he just has, never occurs that way. He's usually talking to someone. Well, last he, Thursday they were playing. They had a they had yeah. a game that had tipped off at four, and today he has yeah. to tip. He has to talk with Chauncey at five. Yeah. So maybe we should just say Jason Quick comes on on Thursdays. Yeah. Tune in to find out the at time. At some point, yeah, it's a grab bag. You today, don't, you don't know when it's going to happen. Four fifteen. He'll be on because he has to talk to Chance at five. Yes, and he has to yell at Chance <laughs> to ask to, probing questions. Talk about the turnovers in the defense. Go! And we do have Rop in the bank. I have a couple picks. Uh, I don't know if you do yeah, for absolutely. the uh, weekend games, but uh, we'll do that. Um, maybe five fifteen. Yeah, as we you know, leading right into the game, kind of like a, a goodbye sort we'll of do thing. that. Um, yeah, so good stuff today. We've got some Dana White audio, and uh, up next we'll start with uh, oh football. Yeah, you know about football. I do. Uh, we've got uh, quarterback talk coming up next. It is uh, 314 on the fan. Rich, classy, and probably better than you. Ronslow. He should have that just like uh, like engraved, the monogram on his uh, on his sweater vest. Is he still courtside for a lot of the Blazer games? I don't watch I don't the know. I don't watch the stupid Blazers. I don't see a lot of Ron Sloy. Uh, at least they don't show him on TV. Well, I know he's down in Palm Springs a lot now, so I didn't know if he if he came back up here for games. You know, I don't I don't know that guy. I don't have my pulse on uh, Ron Sloy. <laughs> you don't have the latest. I don't. Sorry. Um, is. Here is our poll question. It is on Twitter, at 1080thefan. Uh, as always, brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling Family Business, helping families for over 60 years. AAAIAQ.com. Uh, Today we're asking you, in which direction is Derek Carr's career headed? Mm. Matt Stafferty, Ryan Tannehilly, or Carson Wincy? It's <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so one of each there, like, if I have to explain that. Yeah. Stafford maybe goes to a new team and then... Uh, you know, yeah. leads them to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, Tannehill, you know, new team, good starter, yeah. but never gets over the hump. Or Carson Wentz, who's He's basically terrible. Done. I, I I would probably say Tannehill, a Tannehilly, if you will. I think there's an. You don't opp- think he's Staffordy. He's not Wentzy. He's not Wentz. Derek Carr is better than people give him credit for. Um, but I understand. I I understand the the frustration. It's not like he was void of talent. Uh, with the Raiders this year, you know, they went and got him Devonte Adams, um, you know, tight end was hurt a bunch, but Josh Jacobs had an all pro kind of year and 
you know, it wasn't good enough and you brought in a very bright offensive mind, you know, at some point, at some point you, you're, you're what your record says you are. And, you know, that's like the Matthew Stafford thing, right? This is the, the prime example where we, you know, we're like, oh, it was, you know, it wasn't Matthew Stafford's fault. Well, I'm not saying that it was, but at some point when you've played for 10 years and you don't go to the playoffs and you don't win, yes, that that's what your career is. And Matthew Stafford was lucky enough to go to a place in the Rams that was ready to win. And I think if Derek Carr ended up at a situation like the Rams were two years ago, maybe that same thing happens. But now Matthew Stafford's hurt and he may never be the same. So does that one year then justify the other 12 of Matthew Stafford's career? You know, the, the, the truth lies somewhere in the middle of that. And for Derek Carr, where is he going to go? Like people say, well, he'll go to Tampa Bay. You think Derek Carr, like you think Derek Carr is going to Tampa Bay and he's resurrecting the, the Super Bowl year there? Like there's very few situations that are plug ready where you can insert a good, not great quarterback and immediately kind of have everything justified. And so I just don't think, I don't think Derek Carr is going to find himself in that landing spot. I think he can go to a good team like what, what Ryan Tannehill did. And I think he can make the Pro Bowl. I think he can make the playoffs because he's a good quarterback. But if you're waiting for him to win Super Bowls and, and be like, oh, we knew all along he was a top five quarterback, that's not happening. Well, maybe it will. You know, I mean, maybe he does get to a better situation and we realize, wow, he was way better than we thought. Like Stafford always in Detroit always got the reputation of a really good quarterback on a crappy team. Yeah. Carr doesn't really get that. No, he just gets a lot of blame. He just, yeah, exactly. So I, just, I think there's that's more an, around him. I find that to be an interesting juxtaposition, but, um, what? Fitz, you know, you talked about going to a team and, and plug him, you know, like the jets, if, if the jets got him, you yeah. know, they're pretty good with him. Yeah. I think the Patriots, if they got him, they're pretty good with him. Maybe even the Colts. Depending on who they hire, but neither one of like. Matthew, but it's not Tampa. Bay. I mean, it's not Tom Brady. No, it's not Tampa Bay. It's not, and it's not you know Matthew Stafford going to the Rams where it's like, hey, we need one final piece, and the Rams go all in. I mean, all in on that thing where they give you everything, including one of the bright minds in in the last twenty years in football. I'm not trying to discredit what Matthew Stafford did. Matthew Stafford's a hell of a quarterback, but my I, I believe you could probably put 10 quarterbacks in that situation in LA and you probably would have gotten the same result. Cuz let's like Matthew Stafford, right? If if that if that game against Tampa Bay, if he doesn't make that one throw, what are we talking about Matthew Stafford? Like you know, there's a lot of things that broke his way to get him that Super Bowl, and he'll never get back there again. And so I'll bet you here over the next two or three years as they go through a rebuild that we're back to the, well, Matthew Stafford's not good enough to carry a team. And he never was. He's a really, really good quarterback that was in a bad situation. We put him in, in, in an elite situation, and it paid off for one year. And I think Derek Carr is a lot closer to Matthew Stafford than he is to, I don't know, some you know, Carson Wentz. Well, let me read you some stats. And we're talking about this because Carr said goodbye to the Raiders today, and they're now looking to trade him. So well, he he will not be back no. in well, they, Las Vegas. Well, they benched him for the final week of the season, and they dismissed him, and and they can get rid of him without a financial you know hardship here. So he's he's done. So in his career, he is sixty three and seventy nine. Okay, but his quarterback rating is ninety one point six. Yeah, Matt Stafford eighty nine and one hundred one, quarterback rating ninety point nine. Same same thing. Wentz, 46, 45, and 1, career quarterback rating, 89.3. And then Tannehill, 78 and 65, exact same QBR as Carr, 91.6. Now, I would make the argument that Wentz has proven over the last couple years that he's not the same. He's not the same. He's not the same player. And Tannehill. Or was Wentz good with the right coach? 
see Doug Peterson. It's possible, but I look mean, at what he's doing with Lawrence. At at, at, at some point, again, Wentz has been given enough opportunities, and it's not. It didn't work out at the end in Philadelphia. It was a disaster in Indy, and it got worse in Washington. So yeah, I mean, he looks awful. He looks bad. He but, looks he looks broken. You know, if Carr, I'm not saying Wentz, but if Carr went to the right coach, yeah. You know, maybe Belichick. Maybe Belichick hires Kingsbury. Or I don't know, whatever. You know, let's uh, spitball a little bit here. You yeah. know, there could be a situation where Carr's like, Carr looks a lot better next year than we thought. Yeah, and, and I think Tannehill, Tannehill ended up in a great situation in Tennessee where he played behind with with a good coach, an elite run game. Um, you know, when, when everyone was healthy, he had a good old line. He had uh, a big-time weapon before they took it away from him. By the way, had that A.J. Brown trade workout for you, Tennessee. You know, so he ended up in a good situation, and I think Tannehill is a great example of what you're talking about. A good situation can make a solid player look better. I think Derek Carr is better than Ryan Tannehill, and I think if you put Derek Carr in Tennessee, I think that's an upgrade. Like if I'm Tennessee and I have the opportunity to do that, I, I do it. I make that switch. New York, I go out and make a move for Derek Carr. New England. Yeah, I'd probably go out and make that move for Derek Carr. I would in uh, New England for sure. Yeah, you're just, you know, you're... you're Commanders. You're, yeah, the there's another one. Like, I think those are all good fits because those aren't bad teams. Yeah. And I think Derek Carr instantly makes you better. Does he make you a Super Bowl guy? Probably not. You probably got a little put more around him. But, like, the Jets is an intriguing one. If they get healthy along the O-line, right, they have a very good defense. Like, that's a, that's an intriguing... That's an intriguing young team with a veteran guy to bring in there. I, I like that, and I, I don't think you've seen the end of Derek Carr. Far from it. But another guy that I think is maybe staring down this road in that same kind of Derek Carr thing, and, and, and if they lose this week to a sub-500 team, the whispers are going to become shouts because I think even the whispers have become kind of normal talking conversation, and it's Dak. Like, you're playing a sub-500 Buccaneers team that over the last five weeks – the defense is like the 28th or 29th ranked defense in the NFL with the Buccaneers. They're not good. Like, and you're doubt like Dallas should roll Tampa Bay. And if they, if they lose to the Buccaneers in this and they get bounced one, you know, one and done with, with that running game and a good defense. And you know, you had the, the division possibly in your hands this year. That's, that's going to be a damning blow to the reputation of Dak. And I think he may be staring down next year if they lose a Derek Carr sort of situation where he may find himself, despite the contract, looking to, to be moved and upgraded. I have a Dak stat. Do you want it? What do you got? He is one of just three quarterbacks, 0-4 against the spread or worse, in the playoffs. Mm. Three. What are the others? Andy Dalton. Oh, boy. You don't want that. And Carson Palmer. Uh, really? Yeah. Carson Palmer, huh? Yeah. It's a bit of a surprise. 0-4 or worse. Dak has never covered a playoff game. He's only played, I think he's on. I think he's 0-4. Yeah, I think he's 1-4. Is he 1-4? Yeah, they won. Oh, you're uh, right. They beat Seattle. They beat, yeah. I was going to say, they got they got one. Maybe, so maybe they're 1-3 and they didn't cover in that game. Possible. I'll go. To, I, I'll I, double check. I know he has at least the one victory, but there's no, and I'll say it right now, I, I think this is as close to a, for a career this is as big of a must win as you're going to get because you know must wins and those are the you know well, it's like oh you 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 know you win or you're you're done. I'm not saying he's going to get fired or anything, but there's no excuses here. Like you you have the ability, you have the team around you. This in, in an NFC that does appear to be pretty open, right? You it, it's go time, and this, there is just no excuse losing 
to that Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. There just isn't because that is not a good football team. All right, our poll question pertains to Derek Carr. In which direction is Derek Carr's career headed? Matt Stafferty, Ryan Tannehilly, Carson Wentzy. By the way, Carr's comps via football reference, mm-hmm. which they always they run the numbers, and it, it's basically the, the career is similar in quality and shape. Yeah. The top four, Andy Dalton, Ryan Tannehill, Ken O'Brien, huh. and Kirk Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Yeah, the the Dalton one is 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 obviously a little. Eh. The rest of those though, that's, I'd take Carr over all those guys though. I, I, I would take Carr over Cousins. I think. I think I would too. Yeah, and Tannehill. Yes, I definitely would over Tannehill. Ken O'Brien though, <laughs> the great. Speaking of the New York Jets, the great K-O-B. Ken O'Brien. All right, uh, coming up next, let's hear Dana White. Now, remember, he slapped around his wife. On New Year's Eve. Yeah, and he has said... On video. And he did say before about UFC fighters that you don't come back from domestic violence. Mm. Interesting. I didn't know he said that. He did say that. Well, we're going to hear what he said now, Ah. because he has now spoken about... Yeah, yeah. domestic uh, domestic violence. uh, Violence, yes. And we'll hear that next. But first, Buck with SportsCenter. All right, we got Jason Quick coming up, 4.15, on your Blazers. We will rock the bank a little bit later. Our picks... For Wildcard Weekend. I saw Dana White's little presser today uh, because UFC has a fight this weekend, I think. Yeah. Is that right? Yes. I mean, you're the UFC expert here. (laughs) I don't know if I am the expert. I mean, look at you. Do they have fights every weekend? Or is it monthly they have big fights? They don't. Well, there's UFC fight nights and there's different levels. And then, like, they they have a pay per view usually once every, you know, let's go like month and a half they have a big pay-per-view ah. and then the other stuff's on ESPN plus Texera versus Hill yes this weekend Glover Texera so that is on pay-per-view UFC 283 so those are so there's ones that are on pay-per-view and there's other ones that are just available on ESPN plus and then other ones that are just available on regular ESPN that's the 21st so that's not this weekend it's next weekend but next weekend. Uh, white was out um having a press conference because all of the press for that fight and those fights is about to start yes and of course, if you don't know, Dana White is the head of UFC, and he was uh, on camera at a New Year's Eve party. Where was where was he? Some he's in club? Vegas, I believe. Was that in Vegas? I think they were in Vegas. They were at a nightclub. It was him and his wife, and he slapped the bejeebers out of her. Yeah, they they were. He admitted they were both drunk. Um, he said something to her, and she slaps him, uh, and then he responds by slapping her, and then a bunch of people jump in and and, yeah. and break it up. And there's video of it. Um, yeah. Okay, so he he gets on there and he's like, look, I want to talk about this uh, because I don't want the focus to be me. I want you to focus on my fighters. Yes. So he's trying to get out ahead of it. Okay, so here I just have two little clips here. Here is the first one about um, the punishment that he will receive mm-hmm. for slapping his wife. I mean, what should the repercussions be? You tell me. I take 30 days off. How, how does that hurt me? I mean, I told you guys when we were going through COVID, COVID could last 10 years. I could set it out and, you know what I mean? What, what, what would be the problem? The only, it's, it's much like COVID actually, you know, the, uh, me leaving hurts the company, hurts my employees, hurts the fighters. It doesn't hurt me. I could have left in 2016. You know what I mean? I don't know. What's the, do, do I need to reflect? No, I don't need to reflect. The next morning when I woke up, you know what I mean? I, I, I've been against this. I've owned this. I, I'm telling you that I'm wrong. And um, But listen, I mean, I've had, we've had plenty of discussions internally. 
with Ari, ESPN. Every, nobody's happy. Nobody's happy about this, you know. Neither am I. Um, but it happened. And, and, and I have to deal with it. And, and what is my punishment? Here's my punishment. I got to walk around for however long I live. Is it 10.4 years or is it another 25 years? And I got to, and I, and I got to, this is, this is how I'm labeled now. My other punishment is that, you know, I'm sure a lot of people, whether it be media, fighters, friends, acquaintances who had respect for me might not have respect for me now. Yeah. So what do you think of that? I think he brings up a lot of valid points. Does it change the fact that a lot of people are going to be pretty pissed off um, that there is no punishment? But, you know, the one thing, because I'm like, if Roger Goodell or Rob Manford gets caught slapping their wife, it's a, it's a different animal, right? It's, it's, is it? It, it is. Or can they get up there and say that? I don't think they can get up there and say that. But Dana White so is. So why can he? Because Dana White is different. Dana White, the, Roger Goodell is a commissioner rob manford is a commissioner and is is just someone hired by the the other owners dana white is a much bigger more prominent figure in in the ufc uh and and doesn't part, he own it well he's he's a part owner the he, he he has a chunk of it i mean he's worth he's worth close to a billion dollars he's like worth six seven hundred million who bucks. else owns ufc uh it's the, they've sold it a couple times um it was two brothers that that kind of got into it and dana white i mean dana white is responsible a lot for the growth and and making this a multi-billion dollar company roger goodell and rob manford are not and they don't he doesn't have to um he doesn't have to answer to 32 owners and they don't have the pr situation that that the nfl or, or the the nba would have or major league baseball i don't know maybe it's just the nature of the sport because it is men literally beating the hell out of one another you they get away with more and and people don't care i don't know maybe it's just people that are into you know human cockfighting they we just don't have the same sort of outrage from from a usc fan than that we do from from major league well, what baseball if, what i mean i'm not even talking about ufc fans what about just people public like do they they don't follow ufc but they know that dana white slapped his wife yeah and he's like the head cheese like he's a big deal he in sports. is he is the deal over there yes but in there there he's the biggest thing going but i just yep. mean in sports like he is a big figure yep. like he has a voice yes he's the most powerful you know, so, if you want to say that he's the commissioner he's the most powerful commissioner in his sport he's uh, one of the most powerful people in sports yes and he knows a lot of people and he's very influential and you know, I just think it's interesting. I'm not even talking about MMA guy or UFC guy because you're right. The nature of the sport, it's like it's it's a it's a company where pretty much everyone earns their money by beating someone else to a pulp. Yes. So of course there is a little bit of that. Well, of course, you know, uh, Dana White does this, but what about everybody else? Like, I don't know. I think it's weird that you can just get up there and say no one can punish me more than I can punish myself. Try that the next time you step in it. <sighs> He, you know, he. he I don't so, know if there's another. I don't know if there's another person in sports that, that could, could say that, that could brush this off the way Dana White has. But he's also the guy that, 
you know, he also was in this position when COVID happened and it's like the optics of it. Remember, he was the one guy that was like, F you. I will yeah. go to I will go to Fight Island. I was gonna I, say Fight Island was his big thing. Like, I don't care. I he's like, I don't care what you think of this. I will keep putting this on. He was gonna have crowds until ESPN, their partner, said, No, you're not doing that. So he does have to answer to people. I mean, there is a board that he answers well, to sponsors. And sponsors, and he talks to you. He said that there's discussions behind the scenes, but Ultimately, no one has, no one is trying to flex and exercise the authority to do anything to him, and he knows that nothing's going to do, that's nothing's going to happen to him. Well, in a roundabout way, that statement is essentially, "I am above this." I mean, I, yeah. I, I'm above this. It is. Um, that's the way a lot of people will take it. Also, I did a little digging. He was not in Las Vegas. He was at a private section of El Squidro in Cabo. Oh, in oh, Cabo. he was. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Things are yeah. going to get a little hairy and of down course, there. I think that when you can do that just so blatantly in public, I I feel like that's not the first time that that's happened. Yeah, that's what know. most people say. And he has not addressed that. I saw his whole press conference. He didn't talk about that. But um, I don't know. Yeah, it does come across as the privileged, uh, you know, yeah. I'm just, I'm above it. And a lot of people, that rubs a lot of people the wrong way. I mean, the boss man can just say, well, I, I was wrong, but let's all move on. Yeah. And that's not good enough for, for well, a lot of people. Especially but, when you've come out and publicly said that when it comes well, to domestic violence, fighters don't get to come back from it. And you're like, well, well it's also, I mean, it's a, what he did is, is actually a crime. Yes. It's not just something that should bring him shame. It is criminal. Yep. And so I think by him reacting this way and by just, we all just move on, I feel like it minimizes the, the act itself, which is something that needs a, a major light shown on it and it's not okay it can't be okay yeah. and so that's why this next clip i'm about to play you and it's very short is like oh my god really yeah. but here is what so did you did you include the question in i've this? got the question okay. in his very short response yeah <laughs> all right so here was the next question is there anything moving forward that you think you can do in terms of i mean you just have such a high profile position right like in terms of advocacy i mean as you said this is wrong this is bad i mean is there anything that you think this would be a, a great point to start to, I don't know, a message against it, support of domestic violence victims, anything along those lines? Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we've created a lot of awareness, you know. Um, and then he just goes on to stumble for a while. So there's not like a... There's nothing there. Yeah, there's nothing you, beyond that. That was the end of it. Did you hear what he said? Yeah. Well, I have created some awareness. Dude, that's brutal. By, by getting caught on camera doing that? Yeah, and then he kind of has like a, a smile and a thing. chuckle. And I, I saw... Like, well, we've raised awareness. I mean, come on, man. Not even like a donation. Like yeah. something, you know, yeah. good grief, dude. He he just does not give any Fs. No. And I, I hate, to, I hate to, to say this. I think a lot of the reasons why people love him is that, I you know, it's the, the whole counterculture. Look, we elected a president in this country based on the idea of he wasn't willing to conform to norms, right? He was willing to call people names. He was willing to not be politically correct. He was willing, wait, he says what I'm thinking. And I think to a lot of those fans in that sport, they love this, what are you going to do to me attitude? They love it and they well, eat it up. That's one thing, sure. But hitting a woman under any circumstances is not okay. Like that, that's a bridge too far. Yeah. And, by just by just lumping domestic violence into that oh he's just a renegade guy that we all get by. i don't i don't think those are the same things like this is this is not i don't know a, a man of his stature 
I just don't think should be allowed to get away with that. I and, was, and and then just and then just we yeah. just say, well, people like him because he just doesn't care, and he that's not okay with domestic violence. Like this is too far. That that what he did, I agree, is not something that because because ultimately it 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 the people who think hitting a woman is okay now get ammo. Okay, and that we can't have. That's stepping backwards in this fight. And unfortunately, right? in that in that sport, there is a lot of. Oh, I uh, guarantee it. Yeah. And that's why that's why he's probably going to get away with this. Is that because in his sport, the only people that really care about him in his sport, this is probably a common thing, or at least the way he's handled it is fine with them. And 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 they love him. They the people in that sport absolutely love him, and he knows he knows that there's no real repercussions to this. I thought that he would take the 30-day or the 60-day whatever. I thought he would, you know, like, hey, you know, been suspended for a little bit. Because the UFC does have a code of conduct. It's it's very, very light. I mean, the greatest MMA fighter of all time is John Jones. I mean, of all time. It's pretty much undisputed. Look up John Jones sometimes if you Isn't want. Is he in prison? No, but it's... Should he be in prison? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Didn't they employ uh, Greg Hardy after the NFL wouldn't have anything to do with him? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Look, just I'm just... All you need to do if you ever just look up John Jones and realize that's the greatest guy to ever do that. Like it is not and and they admit it. Look, it's not it's not ballerinas here. Like they they understand that this is uh there's some interesting characters that decide to go into professional fighting. But I would have thought that he would have done the obligatory, you know, 30 days or 60 days or whatever. But he came out and and this is where I said I I think he does have a point. What? Other than doing a token I'm doing this so you out there feel better. What is me stepping away for 30 days do for the for the sport? What does it do for me? And he's one of those guys that's like, well, I don't don't the one in charge of this is me, uh, and I'm not going to punish myself. And there's no real, uh, you know, there's no real damage that's going to be done here. The optics may look a little bad, but we'll move on. And but who in, cares? In, in two weeks, and I'm rich. And if you want to, you know. Bitch. Point a finger at someone too. ESPN had no coverage of this. It was embarrassing. Well, Stephen A. talked about it this morning. Stephen A. even came on and said that he was <laughs> he was like, oh, I love Dana White and he's my buddy. And dude, they swept. Well, aren't this. they in bed with? Yes, MMA. Yes, yeah, they have a deal with him. Yeah, ESPN. Yeah. yeah. So they swept. The ESPN did not want to have this discussion. A lot of people didn't want to have this discussion, which is why when Dana White sat down and talked to the handful of people that could actually make him. Uh, take a step back or find him or anything, and they're all like, well, we're not going to do anything, then Dana White knew that he had gotten away with it. And unless people start voting with their eyes and their wallets, he's kind of above reproach right now. In a bout of irony, uh, he has something called the Power Slap League. Did you guys know that? Yeah. You know, when you were <laughs> gone before Souk was gone, we actually talked about the obscure sports leagues that were out there. Yeah. And this, because this I think was, it was, yeah. yeah, this has now been put on hold, right? Yeah, they're cooling it for a week. You know, just a week. Yeah. But, uh, because of this. They're like, ah, well, maybe. You can't uh, have the power, the power slap. slap league. Dana White's power slap league. Yeah. Oops. But yeah. next week it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah, people are, it's, it's not that hard, you know, donating to a women's charity, volunteering, self-imposed community service. Right. Just you, send a message you, that you, you, you know it's not. Or how about this? How about this? How about Dana White use his platform? Because we just talked about who listens to Dana White and who thinks Dana White's great. How about he use his platform to explain why hitting a woman, even if she slapped you first, is not okay? Now, I will tell you this. Right? Now, I, but I, I will. Because oh, a lot of men think that. I will. But in defense of, and I, I hate it, I, I'm not trying to defend Dana White. If you've listened to Dana White, 
about this. He has said, do it again. He has said so many times, do not defend me. Do not make excuses for me. What I did was a hundred percent wrong. There's no, I mean, he has, that's the one thing that yeah, but I mean, this. give him any credit is he has said, this is 100% on me. And what I did yeah, is completely indefensible. That's all performative because everybody knows he's supposed to say that truly explain to men who don't understand this concept, why it's wrong. Yeah, the idea. Like, think that, about it. Think about the good that he could do. Dana White, yeah, toughest guy out there, right? Yeah. A guy who who has actually done this. So he just gets up there and is like, "Oh, this is wrong, but I'm not going anywhere." That's not good enough. Why don't you explain why it's wrong? Why don't you educate the dummies that listen to you that think, "Oh, well, she slapped you first. Yeah, Dana. You know those guys. There's a there's a billion of those guys. Yeah. How about use this platform where all eyes are on you yeah. to ex at least that's the least he could do is explain that. He probably doesn't even have an explanation for it. He deep down probably doesn't think it's wrong. He just knows he has to say that he thinks it's wrong. Mm. Right? Well, that's that, the difference. That I can't comment on. I don't know. All I can tell you is the stuff he has said that I've seen, he has not made excuses for this. That's the old, that's the bare minimum credit that I'm willing to give him is he has made no excuses and has said multiple times, you do not get to defend me on this. There is no excuse for it. Whether or not he means that or whether or not that's his PR uh, you know, plea that he's making, that I don't know. But he knows that there will be no real repercussions. ESPN isn't dropping him. Uh, the, the owners that he has to answer to aren't suspending him. They're not making him take a step away. So he will eventually shrug this off. And there's just some guys that it, you know, they're, they're kind of Teflon. They're, uh, what they're uncancelable. And that right now appears to be Dana White. Yeah. And somebody said, yeah, him explaining that to them will definitely change their minds. Well, of, of course not. You don't change minds overnight. It it's it's like rolling a boulder down a hill. But also, it, it takes time. You is just it have to keep sending a. You have to keep sending a yeah. clear message over and over. Yeah, we've got and a couple. Over. We've got a couple text messages of people saying, "Well, his wife slapped him first, so what's well, the?" That's what I mean. That's the that's the point you need These to are, hammer home. That's right. These men are idiots, yes. and they don't understand why it's wrong. Yeah. To slap a, or to even lay a finger on a woman, they don't. They don't get it. Yes, and I understand. So somebody maybe just explain it. Yeah, there's a, there, and it, it amazes me that people have to to think that. Look, exactly. it's it's not okay. Like if I go home tonight and I've done something to piss off my my special lady friend, and she rears back and slaps me, she weighs a hundred. It's not okay for her to slap me, by the way. But she weighs hundred and ten pounds, right? Uh, uh, me being slapped by a small Asian lady is slightly different than me then deciding to retaliate and smack her. And if you can't see as a person out there, as a man or a human being, that there's a difference between those two things, that her slapping me does not then lead to, I'm going to go ahead and slap her back. If you can't see that, you've got serious problems. And I don't know if Dana White or anyone else telling you is, is going to change that, but you need to pull your head out of your ass if you think that one is equal to the other. Yeah, I mean, like being a man is diffusing the situation. Yes. Not retaliating yes. like that's the that's the opposite of being a man and i and 100%. i hate that in society guys like dana white are seen as true men when they're the opposite of that and their actions are the opposite of that well how about we explain that to people yeah and that will maybe help for the next time that this happens and you know i mean it's just it takes a long time to to you know to 
just Change, changing the, standards. Yeah, you're yeah. changing standards is what you're doing, and part of it is just slowly educating yeah. as best you can the, yeah. the dolts out there, and there are many of them. Yeah. And he's he's got a real platform to do that, and yet he he does not. He does nothing. Yeah, it's always disappointing to read those the well she slapped him first comments. But every time we have this discussion, so many men think that way. They they chime in. All right, uh, viral video. Odell Beckham on the plane. You see that? <laughs> I did. I went through that today. That was fun. It was interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. And by the way, there are definitely two sides to that. There for sure are. There are definitely people that are that are dug in and that are team OBJ. We'll explain that. Um, we have Jason Quick coming up next hour as well on The Fan. All right, well, we'll get to the uh, Odell Beckham video. You have homework next break, or this break. Uh, go watch that if you haven't seen it. It's, uh, it's entertaining. Couple, yeah, it's a couple minutes. I feel bad for it's the people. It's about five minutes. I feel bad for the people on the, uh, the plane. So don't watch the two-minute version. Watch the five-minute version the is the full thing yes. because some are saying the two-minute version is like kind of it. It paints it. You more need on to the see side the whole thing. The two-minute version paints it more like if you're trying to decide. Like the the two-minute version makes Odell look better than the five-minute version. How about that? Yeah, and I mean he doesn't look great no matter what. But you, the five-minute version, you see you see really what happened. Yes. You can tell what happened, yes. and it's not necessarily how it was painted initially. No. Because they initially said Odell Beckham, if you don't remember, he got kicked off a flight, um, Miami to. I forget where it was. I don't know where they were flying. Maybe five, out west. It was a five-hour flight. It, so was, it was a, a long it was flight. A longer flight. But he was in Miami, and he fell asleep as they were boarding and getting ready to take off. And he, they tried to get him to put his seatbelt on, and they said he wouldn't wake up. Well, that's not true. He is awake. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's just. So we'll get to that next, uh, and we'll tell you all about. It. Well, it's actually kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, it's not funny, but he's awake. But it, he's awake. But the, he's just wasted. But the, yes, but the initial one was they couldn't get him, so maybe that's what we. Well, they see. said that yes. So I, okay, so the precursor is they were trying. They were to trying wake. to wake him up to put his seatbelt on. They can't for some reason. They will not allow anybody to put someone else's seatbelt on. You have to do it. Yeah, I, I, I would imagine that's a liability thing. Probably. So, um, <laughs> yeah, she put it on. She put it on wrong. <laughs> now I'm hurt. Ah, yeah. lawsuit. Um, so she, uh, the, the flight attendant says they tried to, uh, wake him up to have him put his seatbelt on. They shook him multiple times. And he would not wake up. So then, so they call, uh, the medic guys. Yeah, EMTs. And they come on and that's when the video starts. Yeah. And we will get to that next. That will be followed by Jason Quick, uh, Blazers Insider. It is 401 on the fan.